Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. We're going to go in Joshua, please, chapter 6. Going to start in Yehoshua, Joshua, chapter 6. We had Joshua, actually, is the name of one of the guys who walked the tour. The tour walkers were great, too. Uh, one of our tour walkers' names is Joshua. I, I, I totally forgot when I had him asked. It was, it was probably, I don't know, a month ago or so that I had him asked. I'm trying to even think if he, but he's got like a full leg cast on, you know, with the brace and everything. And I, I'm like, I, I, oh, I forgot about that. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But man, he made it out here and just did a great job in all our tour walkers. It's such an honor to walk the Torah and it's just so good to see it walked again. We're going to be uh, restarting that again, please God. We're expecting in November after uh, a first Shabbat of every month starting in November. We're going to be walking our Torah scrolls again on Friday and Saturday. Looking forward to that and our regular Shabbat services. Okay, so listen, it is a special holiday here today. Now we're going to be doing some digging here. We're going to be doing a little investigation, if, if you will, and looking carefully at some scriptures. We'll be looking at a little Evrit, Evrit, a little Hebrew here today as well. And so you're ready to let, let's dig into the Word of God. Amen? Okay, so no, most of you know the story of Joshua and the Battle of Jericho, right? Joshua and the Battle of Jericho, and the walls come tumbling down. You know the song, okay, right? And, and we're getting near that point uh, in the story here, and Moses had recently died, and Joshua took over as leader of the Israelites. So Joshua was now the leader of the Israelites. He crossed, he and the children of Israel, this is after they came out of Egypt, after the Exodus, and they came out of Egypt, and they wandered in the desert for 40 years after Mount Sinai, and then eventually they crossed the Jordan River and knew that the city of Jericho was next. If you've ever been to Israel before, you know where Jericho is. You can see the Jordan River from Jericho. Uh, and so you cross over and they knew that Jericho was next. And they knew that Jericho was a city that was greatly fortified, incredibly fortified. It's not that the city itself, historians say, it's not that the city was so huge in terms of number of people, but actually that made it even easier to defend because it was relatively smaller and the walls did not have to be, if you will, so long, if you, if you can imagine, kind of on the top of a tell area, uh, a mountainous area. And so it was a great walled city. And how would they conquer? Because they were all coming in, finally coming into the land of Israel. How would they conquer this walled city, this, this fortress of Jericho? It's, it was high up 
Okay, let's read Joshua chapter 6, starting in verse 1. It says, Now Jericho was tightly shut up because of Vanei Israel, the children of Israel. No one going out and no one coming in. Okay, so they were kind of preparing themselves for the battle. Then Adonai said to Joshua, Look, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty warriors. Now you are to march around the city, all the men of war circling the city once. So you are to do for six days. Six days. Seven Kohanim will carry seven shofarots of ram's horns before the ark. Okay, seven priests will have seven shofars before the ark of the covenant. Man, this is quite a procession. That's, that's intense, man. You got the seven shofars from the seven priests in front of the ark of the covenant and then all the people behind. Then on the seventh day, so six days, they march one time around the city, but on the seventh day you were to circle the city seven times while the Kohanim, the priests, blow the shofarots. It will be when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the shofar, have all the people shout a loud shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people will go up, everyone straight ahead. Boom. Wow, what a, what a battle plan. What a battle plan for Jericho. Absolutely amazing. It's Rosh Hashanah. We've entered into Rosh Hashanah. It's era of Rosh Hashanah. Very special. Literally, Rosh Hashanah means the head of the year. And uh, our greeting to each other here on Rosh Hashanah is Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Uh, to have a good year literally means year good. Shana Tova. Year good. Have a good year. Uh, however, the, the biblical name for this holiday, if you were to look in the Torah itself, for the holiday of Rosh Hashanah here in the seventh month, the biblical holiday is actually named Yom Teruah. Yom Teruah. Okay, the word Teruah or Teruah in Hebrew has a few related meanings. So we're going to do a little investigation today on Teruah, this Hebrew word, which is this holiday that we are in right now. Now, the word Teruah most purely, really as best as they can tell, means loud noises. Okay, so here we are in Yom Teruah. Again, the words Rosh Hashanah are not in the Bible, but this holiday is. It's also been named Rosh Hashanah for, for good reason. But biblically, we know this holiday is Yom Teruah. So today is the Yom. Yom means day in Hebrew. So day of the Teruah, day of the Loud noises, okay, <laughs> teruah. But also it's translated, the word teruah in Hebrew, is translated commonly as an alarm. Yom teruah. So I want you to think about this because this all relates to why you're here today. God commanded you to be here today, fair enough. God says on Yom teruah, you're to have a sacred assembly. You're fulfilling the commandment of God that's in the Torah by being here today. Okay, fair enough, but why, why are you here? Why did God set up this holiday in the first place, Yom Teruah? Okay, it's commonly translated as Yom Teruah, teruah an alarm, a battle cry. 
a shofar sound, a joyful blast, or a shout. According to Strong's Concordance, the primary definition of teruah is a shout or blast of war, alarm, or joy. Remember, of course, that the shofar, Bob, wow, he blew the shofar also. I didn't include him because his big shofar blast is coming up. By the way, if you enjoy that first shofar blast, just wait. After my part in the service, woo, we're going to need to get him some oxygen, I'm sure, when he finishes. <laughs> he's, he's a real blessing. He did such a good job. Okay, but the shofar can be used as a warning or a sound of victory, the shofar. We see it used in different contexts. We know also that the shofar was used to announce the coronation of a new king in the Bible. We read that on different occasions where the shofar was blasted to announce a new king. And according to Leviticus chapter 23, today, Yom Teruah is to be a Shabbat and to include a sacred assembly as a memorial of the blowing of the shofarots. Okay. Now, there's a few things I, I want to let's relate to some things in Scripture, and then we're going to connect these things to us. So let's unpack this a little bit relative to Yehoshua, Joshua. Let's go back to that story, Joshua and the battle of Jericho. There's a few things I want to point out about this story. First of all, and I think this is very interesting and probably counterintuitive, when we read in the story of Joshua and the battle of Jericho, and so they marched around the city six days, they blew the shofar, but... But it was only on the seventh day when they marched around the city seven times, right? You, you all know the story. Uh, when we read about the shofar being blown, that's not exactly where we see the word in Hebrew, teruah. The word teruah, okay, today is Yom Teruah, right? The day I told you everything about the word teruah, teruah, and the word teruah is in the story of Joshua and the battle of Jericho. And you would fully expect it to be the moment their shofars are blown. After all, today is the day of the blowing of trumpets, Yom Teruah. We have tr trumpet blowing and shofar blowing as center to this holiday. You'd think that that's exactly what the word teruah would be associated with, especially since the shofar being blown was such a central theme in Joshua and the Battle of Jericho as they marched around seven times. But interestingly, that's not exactly the place where the word teruah is. Let's take a closer look. We're going to do a brief deep dive and we're going to come back out. And, and look at some application of this. Looking back at verse 5, Joshua chapter 6, verse 5. I want to let's look at that scripture, that passage, just that one verse, very, very closely. And let's look for the word teruah, because today is Yom Teruah. So the more we know about the word teruah, the more we understand the purpose of this holiday that we're all gathered here for. Verse 5 says this, it will be when it will be 
when they make a long blast with the ram's horn or shofar, when you hear the sound of the shofar, have all the people shout a loud shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat. Okay, as we examine this verse, again, it will be when they make a long blast, a long blast, not teruah, with the ram's horn, still no teruah yet, when you hear the sound of the shofar, still no teruah yet, that's kol ha-shofar, have all the people shout a loud shout, a loud teruah. There it is. That's where the word teruah is in the story, Yom Teruah, okay? That's where it is. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat. So in truth, at least for Jericho, the teruah, or teruah, if you will, definitely included the long blast of the shofar that was included in the teruah. However, it was also a loud shout from all the people. It was, if you will, teruah, the war cry. It was, if you will, the victory yell. Do you see how this is related to today? We're going to dig deeper and understand how this is related to today, Yom Teruah. The day of the blowing of shofars, the the day of loud noises, the day of the sound. And so it happened. What do we read? Exactly what happened. Exactly what God told them would happen. That's exactly what happened. Skipping down to verse 16. Then on the seventh time, they marched around the city. And the seventh time, when the Kohanim blew the shofarot, Joshua ordered the people, shout, for Adonai has given you the city. Skipping to verse 20. So when the shofarot blew, the people shouted, When the people heard the sound of the shofar, the people shouted a loud shout to Ruah. And the wall fell down flat. So the people went up into the city, everyone straight ahead, and they captured the city. (laughs) Now here's an interesting point about this story that I really had not ever caught before. And It's something that, as I share it with you, I wanted to really speak to you as it relates to all of us here even today. Here's an interesting point. The victory blast, right? It was the loud shout is the teruah. The victory blast, the victory war cry that was made happened before the victory was won. Now, this is really an important point. It's, it's, it's a small point, but it is not a small point. Now, you may stop and say, well, what exactly do you mean by that? I want you to think about this for just a minute and, and play it out in your mind with me. Okay, so here you have Jericho. It is a fortified city that looks impenetrable, and it has incredibly thick 
fortified walls. How thick are the walls? Scriptures tell us you could probably ride a chariot on top of the walls. Uh, How do we know they're that wide? Because people lived in the walls. So the walls were connected to the homes, were part of the walls. They made these things. So the walls were thick, thick, incredible walls. Now, how does it work in the movies with walled cities. Everybody has seen these old movies of these battle scenes. You can pick almost any movie you've ever seen with a big walled city that, that, is, that is under siege and taken over by an invading army. I can tell you how the movie goes because I kind of like those movies. <laughs> you know, and, and so I, it's, it's a very familiar scene and it always happens one of three ways. This is how it generally happens. Either one... Somehow, through some great deception or whatever, the good guys get into the city and they open the gate, right? I mean, we've all seen this before. Somehow the good guys manage to get in the city somehow and they're like, okay, and they, and they kill the people with the gate controller and, and then, oh, and they start cranking the gate. Oh, oh no, it's, it's, we've seen this. We've seen this a million times. Oh, the gate, you know, the gate starts going up, you know, and the invading army's ready to come in. And it's like, oh, here we go. And then, and then somebody starts fighting them and the gate goes back down a little. Oh, let's get the gate. Okay, and the gate goes up. Okay, that's one of the ways. <laughs> One of the most dramatic. <laughs> Let me catch my breath. <laughs> this the second most common way is a battering ram, right? You see the big giant walls, and they look impenetrable, and then comes a, comes out and you, this machine. You know, they roll, and they've got the they've got either slaves or some kind of animal or some creature pushing the the battering ram right and the battering ram goes and then you get to the wall and then boom boom it starts hitting the wall right and then finally boom it breaks through the wall crumbles down that's scenario number two the third scenario not quite as exciting but probably smarter is the catapult okay so Right, and so what's that? So that's, you got the big walled city over there, and it's like, man, we ain't getting close to that. Because you know what happens when you get close. I mean, all the arrows and pour the boiling oil. I don't know, all that stuff, right? Okay, and so what happened? You get the big catapult with these gigantor stones, and, you know, chink, whoo, boy, the, the stones come in, the giant boulders. You can actually see these boulders. I'm not making this stuff up. I mean, you can actually see this. Although I say Hollywood, and it is Hollywood, it's true, too. This is true. I mean, if you go into the top of Masada, you can see some of the boulders that the Romans shot up in the catapult uh, up to the top of Masada. But anyway, so these big boulders come in the walled city, and boom, it hits the walls, and boom, it hits the walls, and finally, the wall crumbles down. And, and here's the point. It's, it's one of these three things, but once the gate is open, or once the wall is down... Then the trumpet is sounded to go in for the attack. You're replaying in your mind, and you said, wow, I didn't think that that Joshua story sounded any different, but now you do. 
it's incredibly different than all of the other stories. Because typically it's like, oh, they see, okay, the gate, the gate is up now. Okay, ah, they charge. <laughs> oh, man, sadly, this is all on the internet, too. This is, this is permanent. Somebody's going to meme that move for my funeral, I'm sure. <laughs> Rabbi Kevin highlights from his life. <laughs> I give you all permission to laugh. <laughs> oh, hey. You know, or the wall comes down, they get the battering ram through, or the catapult breaks the wall down, and once the wall is down, okay, and why? They charge in. I mean, that, that's how it works. That's how it always happens, if you will. But that's not how it happened here. And that's more than a small nuance. Because what happened, friend? They let out the teruah. They let out the victory shout. The shofar blast before the walls were down. Before the wall was down. Friends, this is part of the purpose of Rosh Hashanah. This is part of the intent of Yom Teruah. Joshua, Joshua said, shout, for God has given us the city. God knows that we have battles to fight. Some of our battles are harder than others. Some of you have had a really hard 5782. This past year has been fraught with hardships. Some of you have had pain this last year. Others of you have done well overall. But in certain areas of your life, it's been a struggle. Take heart. It is Yom Teruah. It is Yom Teruah, a memorial to remember the battle cry, a memorial to remember the victory shout, but to remember that victory, ooh, get ready, to remember that victory is ours even if the walls are still standing at the moment. Because, beloved, you ain't got to worry. The walls will come down. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Wow, this is really cool and interesting. I'd never seen this connection. What do we read about the final trumpet when Yeshua returns? When Yeshua returns. As we read about this occurrence, when Yeshua returns, I want the Messiah, Moshiach Yeshua, I want you for you to see, if you see yourself, any parallels to what we've just been talking about. 
1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. For the Lord himself, this is Messiah, shall come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the blast of God's shofar. And the dead in Messiah shall rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left behind, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Did you pick up on it? When when do those graves break open, my friends? After... There is a commanding shout after the blast of the shofar, which, by the way, announces a new king. After the victory shout, the dead will be raised and we will be with the Lord in the clouds. See, beloved, the victory is already there. The victory is already there. But they are in the grave when the teruah comes. They are in the grave when the teruah comes. But the victory is already assured. Listen to this. The Lord, through the teruah, breaks down the walls that keeps people in their graves. Do you see it? There are these walls that keep people, those, the Kedushim, the holy ones, the ones who love God, there are these walls that keep them in their graves and that shout, that teruah, boom! The walls break and come tumbling down and the dead rise up, are resurrected. This is amazing. This is a complete parallel to Joshua. This is what this holiday is about. Amazing. And I'll bring this home and connect it to us because Mishmacha, Yom Teruah is an annual everlasting holiday according to the word of God. But why? But why? Yes, We know, as we look at the holidays, the biblical feasts, which all are symbolic. Yes, we know of the Passover lamb, Yeshua that comes, the sacrifice he made. Yes, we know of the Ruach that has been given to us, along with his word, right? That's Shavuot. Yes, we know that judgment day is coming, Yom Kippur. And yes, we know that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, that's Sukkot. Yes, we get these holidays, but Yom Teruah teaches us that victory is won and the Teruah is coming. We have to be ready for that shofar to blast. The shofar is coming. And by extension, this applies to other areas of our lives as well. Friends, Do you need victory over spiritual laziness? Do you need victory over anger, lust, 
gossip, crassness, jealousy, apathy, selfishness. The victory is already yours. The victory is already yours. You just have to take it. The children of Israel simply had to be obedient to God's commands and then let out that battle cry. In other words, you simply have to follow God's instructions in your life and stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. We are oftentimes the king of excuses, the king and queen of excuses as to why we don't fill in the blank, do the things that we need to do, whatever that is. Lots of excuses. Hebrews chapter 11. Friends, we have to have faith. Oh my goodness, beloved, we have to have faith. We have to have faith in the Lord that gives us the victory over these areas in our lives. Friends, if you don't believe that you will have victory you're not gonna be obedient to do what the Lord commands for you to do in order to attain that victory. Okay, are you with me on that? Did you follow me on that? We have to have faith that God can and will give us victory. And if we have that faith, then we will follow his instructions, like those instructions about going around Jericho for seven days, at which point God gives us the victory. At which point God gives us the victory. But it starts with faith. Hebrews 11 verse 30 says this. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were circled for seven days. It says by faith, by faith, by faith the walls of Jericho fell down. Friends, we must have faith in he who will deliver us from those things in our lives We have to believe it. Some of you, I know this, some of you have been going through it in areas in your lives. I don't know what, I don't even need to know what. You need to have faith. I want to encourage you. The Lord is encouraging you. It's Yom Teruah. It is a memorial of the victory shout to remind us of the victory that is ours. Mark chapter 10, here's a a final thought on this, is that all that being said, we have to be patient. Some people pray something like this, God, I want victory and I want it now. (laughs) Wow, it sure would be nice if it worked like that for us, but you know, it probably wouldn't always be for our best. We can't do it our way. We have to do it God's way. Mark chapter 10, we have to be patient. Listen to this, verse 46. Yeshua was around and then they came to Jericho. Well, interesting, isn't it? The same city that we were just in in the Tanakh. The same city that Joshua fought the battle in. Now... Years later, 1,000 plus, more than 1,000 years later, 1,500 years, here's Yeshua in Jericho. 
Now they came to Jericho, and as Yeshua was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. So here's this beggar. When he heard that it was Yeshua of Nazareth, of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Ben David, son of David, Yeshua, have mercy on me. Many were warning him to be quiet, but he kept crying out all the more, Ben David, have mercy on me. Yeshua, Ben David, have mercy on me. Yeshua stopped and said, call him over. So they called the blind man saying, take heart, get up, he's calling you. Throwing off his cloak, he jumped up and came to Yeshua. And answering him, Yeshua said, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Rabboni, I want to see again. Yeshua said to him, go, your faith has made you well. Instantly, he regained his sight and began following Yeshua down the road. Wow. But you have to note this. Blind Bartimaeus waited for years, for years, for year after year after year after year before Yeshua passed by. Before Yeshua passed by, that he could then let out his teruah. That he could let out his battle cry. Yeshua ben David, have mercy on me. His shout of victory. His shout of faith. The Israelites marched around Jericho six days while nothing happened. David had to wait many years before he became king. Our people waited 2,000 years for the prophecies to be fulfilled that we would one day return to our promised land. Don't give up. Have hope. It's the story of Yom Teruah. Even if the walls in your life don't seem to be budging, don't give up. Bartimaeus had faith, Yeshua said. The Israelites had faith, it said in Hebrews 11. They shouted in victory before the walls fell. Beloved, Yom Teruah is to remind us of two things. First, to look forward to the day when we'll be with God in heaven. When that final shofar is blown and we will be with him. Mm. But on a more temporal level, to remind us of the power of God. The strength of faith. The knowledge that Victory is ours 
even if the walls are still standing at the moment. It may not be today that the walls fall. Remember the children of Israel marched around Jericho six days before the seventh day. And they shouted and the walls came down. So it may not be today, but if you remain obedient to God and his instructions, it's a done deal. Have faith as the children of Israel did. Your walls, your walls, your walls can come tumbling down. It's Yom Teruah. The title of my message is Teruah. The sound of victory. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. If you'd bow your heads for just a moment, I want to ask this question. I want to ask if there's anybody here who has never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, if you've never committed your life to God, but you'd like to today, wherever you are in this place, just raise your hand and we'll pray together. Is there anyone who's never committed your life to Yeshua, but you want to say, yes, I'm going to follow God the rest of my days, and I've never said that prayer to receive Yeshua in my heart, but I want to. Just raise your hand really high and wave it to me, and we'll have a simple prayer. And the Lord will change you on the inside. And the Lord will change you on the inside. Don't be afraid or, well, I'm Jewish. Hey, God came for Jew and Gentile alike. There's nothing more Jewish than you could do than to believe in the Jewish Messiah. I'm not Jewish. It doesn't matter. God came for Jew and Gentile. Is there anyone? Just raise your hand. Is there anyone as the music is playing? Lord, I pray for each and every person who's here, or if you're watching online too, if you're watching online and you've never said that prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, or perhaps you're here, repeat this very simple prayer after me. Say, dear God, I humbly come before you. I accept Yeshua into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins. God, I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, God, in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time and you're watching online or via podcast, please send us an email. If you're here, please see me after the service. I want to celebrate with you. And for everybody else, as, as we've talked about this, this victory shout, and you're going to have an opportunity to shout into the Lord a little bit later. And if you brought a shofar, uh, Ravi's going to tell you a little bit later when you can blow your own shofar, we're going to give you an opportunity and you can shout unto the Lord and you can make your teruah. But for, for all of us, for any of you that have any kind of walls in your lives that have seemed almost impenetrable, like there's nothing you could do about it, I want for you to be encouraged. I want to pray for you. Lord, in the name of Yeshua, I pray for each and every person who's here today watching online. And they have a a challenge with faith. Why? Because there's still walls in their life and they're not down yet. Lord, I pray that you build their faith, that you grow their faith. And through that faith, Lord, that when, when it's your timing and following your instructions, there is a victory shout 
the sound of victory, a teruah. And God, it may not be on our timing. It may not be on our timing at all. But Lord, I pray that it's on your timing, in your timing. God, I thank you for this, Lord. I thank you that we have the victory. We have the victory. And Lord, also at the same time, we look forward to that final shofar, when that shofar blast comes out, Lord, and Messiah comes. Mm. We excitedly, expectantly look forward to that day. Thank you for all these things, Lord. We bless you for them. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen and amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah, or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.